NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Bet the Edge. It's Tuesday, December 20th. Thank you, everyone, for watching live on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. And shout out to you, those listening live on our audio version as well. Today, we got major price adjustments, Drew. The NFL market, it's looking different today. Quarterback and defensive MVP, or MVP, I should say, and defensive player of the year. Uh, and, of course, we got to talk a little bull coverage today, games today and tomorrow on the slate. But the NBA hasn't been kind to me lately, so I'm going to let you do a lot of the dirty work tonight to finish up the show. <laughs> uh, Grizzlies, Nuggets, a lot more going on tonight. My Chicago Bulls are playing, and uh, that is bad news for them. That's all I'm saying. All that more. Bet the edge today. Drew, how are we doing this morning? Packers, playoff tickets looking good, huh? I got some yesterday with you. Buddy. Oh, did you? You riding with mm-hmm. me on that? Yes, not sir. a lot Let's of people go. buying that case, by the way. Well, I think it's you. Orlando you Magic. Yeah, you and me and like maybe one other person in my extended family believes in the Packers. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, So part of the reason of getting involved yesterday before that game was because if they did take care of business and looked really good and just blew the doors off of the Rams, then the market was going to react and you absolutely needed to be one step ahead of that. Um, didn't really materialize. Aaron Rodgers still looks a little clunky. Still looks like he's dealing with a little bit of bumps and bruises, which is a bummer coming off of a you know, extended breast and bye. Um, he does, however, have a full complement of you know wide receivers now, and they all come out of that game healthy. So that's a positive outcome. Defense still a little sus for the Packers. They're going to have to get it done offensively. Uh, but all that said, it is still a, a pretty straightforward case, which is there's not a lot of other very good quarterbacks in the NFC playoff mix. And so if Aaron Rodgers gets his nose in there as the seventh seed, which, again, he can't do just by winning out. He needs a little bit of help. We Most specifically, we're looking for the Commanders to lose this week against the uh, the 49ers. We're looking for the Seahawks yeah. to lose now. All of a sudden, now the Seahawks haven't lost the NFC West. I'm ready for them just to lose out. They can, they can get lost. That team is dead to me. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, the realistic uh, kind of hopes are Packers take care of business in Miami. Now they're dogs. I like them this week. Uh, and yeah. then at that point, they need to win two home games against the Vikings and the Lions. And at that point, you probably are punching your ticket as the seventh seed uh, unless some other crazy stuff happens, which, you know, it's just never outside the realm of possibility. But, uh, nine, you know, the Packers get their way in. I like their matchup against the Niners with Brock Purdy. I like a potential second round matchup against uh, an Eagles team that may have Jalen Hurts, uh, but certainly isn't going to have a sharp Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. is going to miss a couple of games here uh, by the sound mm-hmm. of it. It may be. 
they may bring him back for the Saints game to see if they can clinch. I mean, that's obviously a hugely important win for the Eagles as a franchise because they get the Saints draft pick next year. So they would certainly like to see them lose. Um, but uh, the Eagles need one more to clinch. Uh, Minshew could get it done, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see one last uh, hurrah from Hurts this season before they put him on ice until that playoffs. But if he comes out of that uh, extended rest rusty, uh, then all of a sudden I do think the door is wide open there for the Packers. Um, it's They need to play better, though, especially yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think the offense will find their feet, but uh, that defense is so soft sometimes. That soft zone, r- concerning going up against uh, the Miami Dolphins who have such dynamic weapons in the passing game this week. So a uh, huge one on deck on Christmas Day, uh, Packers versus the Dolphins. Uh, and if they win that one, then I think we are in business. Yeah, definitely concerning for the Packers. They saw how good the Dolphins ran the ball too in their past game. Uh, you know, the Packers rush defense, not the best as well. But the Packers are sitting at plus five and a half, Drew. I would love our our producer, Johnny, to go ahead and pull the five and a half numbers from the past two seasons as a road dog because it is magnificent. It is the number that we want, Drew, back in the Packers this weekend. And uh, where I got them at eight to one, they are now sitting at six and a half to one. So not much of a switch, but if they beat the Dolphins, uh, we definitely will see that drop drastically. Uh, Segway though, perfectly, because Jalen Hurts no longer the MVP favorite. Of course, Cowboys uh, were, what, one-point underdog – or one-point favorites, excuse me. Now they're about five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at most markets. Uh, so we see already Cowboys on the right side with Gardner Minshew likely taking over for Hurts. Patrick Mahomes now taking over as the MVP. A lot of people were making the case for Mahomes over the last two weeks. He should be the clear MVP favorite over Jalen Hurts. And now it's not even a question – uh, what do you think about that? And uh, is there any way to attack this market or basically it's long gone? Well, I think everybody who you know regularly listens to the show has heard Jay and I make the case for going on a couple of weeks now that this was wrong, wrong player favored for yeah. the last two weeks. And so you could have gotten Mahomes at a plus money price when the market was just wrong. Uh, now that we flip uh, and, uh, you know, Hertz is going to miss, you know, to one, two, potentially three regular season games, that makes the statistics disparity even greater between those two players. Uh, everybody who is out there working super hard, carrying water for Jalen Hurts, trying to get him into the driver's seat for the MVP race, they were doing some funny things like adding his rushing and passing yards together for total yards. Again, a statistic that nobody is actually keeping track of. People are just looking at passing yards. And then if it's close, then they go to rushing for a tie break. But people were in, insistent on adding his rushing touchdowns to his passing touchdowns because because the reason they had to do that, that's the only way you can make those two players' statistics yeah. look even close. And, you know, Pat Mahomes isn't going to, you know, he's not going to get the one seed now without help. Um, and, but that said, if he just kind of plays Pat Mahomes football the way we know it uh, down the stretch here uh, and wins games against weak teams and, you know, continues to put up decent numbers like we saw him do against the Texans, then uh, I think this is his award to lose. It's been, two, you know, two years of uh, Aaron Rodgers getting the MVP award. So there's not really any voter fatigue here. Um, yeah. I think everyone who follows football closely would tell you with, with zero hesitation that if you redrafted the NFL today, you would take Pat Mahomes as the number one overall pick. Every single person involved would, I believe. Um, He's the best player in football. And him getting the MVP sounds completely reasonable. Now, points bet is out there on an island, way, way out there, minus 325. That implies a little bit too much certainty for me because you do have one very high-profile game between current 
number three and number four choice, although I think they should be the number two and number three choice. And Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, they play Monday Night Football, second to last week of the season. That is going to be the highest profile game that we see of teams that really matter in the playoff race now. Now that Hurts is not playing against the Cowboys, that kind of loses a lot of juice. But, um, you know, that Josh Allen, Burrow head-to-head, if one of those two players really pops in that game, particularly in my opinion, if it's Josh Allen, and he lights up the Cincinnati Bengals, and clinches the one seed in the AFC in doing so, that he's going to get consideration entirely conditional on Mahomes having some stumble. So, you know, two things have to happen. Allen has to blow doors off in that Monday night football game, and Mahomes has to, you know, sub his toe. But I still think minus 325 is a little bit aggressive for Mahomes. My fair price on him would be about minus 200 right now. Yeah, certainly can't lay minus three twenty five on anybody or any any futures play, but <laughs> I like the value there and how you broke down Allen versus Joe Burrow at six to one and seven to one. I mean, I think that could be worth a little snack if you already have Mahomes in your pocket just as insurance. I can't see Jalen Hurts though coming back against the Saints or the Giants and really earning that MVP ticket uh, back his way. Uh, so I, I just yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's just it's kind of a pass now if you want to take a little snack money, you can. But a market that's more wide open now. And I actually, how you guys felt about Mahomes, I felt about Nick Bosa a few weeks ago. And I was saying, you know, he's sitting at five to one, four to one. Doesn't make much sense why Michael Parsons was laying minus 200, minus 300 for defensive player of the year. And now we see Bosa laying minus 125, Parsons minus 105, almost even money on the two. I mean, how are you approaching this one? Do you have either or in your pocket right now? Uh, yeah, Jay talked to all of us, I think, into Bosa a while ago. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was a pretty straightforward case, which is, yes, everyone agrees. At the midpoint of the season, I think they did a straw poll among likely voters. And Micah Parsons got 99% of the vote, first place votes. Like, everybody just agreed. Yeah, Parsons is yeah. the best defensive player. He has the best statistics at this point. And Dallas, at the time was perceived as a top five defense. Now they have accrued a number of significant injuries, not just kind of frontline starters, but depth pieces as well. And as a result of that, they have had to utilize Micah Parsons in different ways. So he is no longer sort of the premier, um, you know, pass rushing specialist for a good defense. Now all of a sudden he's kind of the guy with his fingers in the deck trying to keep the, you know, the water, you know, the, the, the water from spilling through and it's affected his ability to compile counting stats. And in general, you know, you look at some of the scoring outputs of the, you know, Cowboys opponents, notably last week conceding 40 to the Jaguars. And it's easy to see why people are like, well, that defense isn't playing as well anymore. I'm not exactly sure he deserves this credit because, oh, by the way, the Niners have stormed up to the number two seed potentially if they went out. Yeah. And that is not because of Brock Purdy. Sorry, Purdy fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I will continue to tell you what I think is the reality, which is the Niners are doing it because their defense is playing at the top, top, top level that we have seen in a while from any team, let alone a team contending for a top two seed. And, uh, and for those reasons, he, Nick Bosa is now your favorite because he would get the award as a proxy for the Niners defense being, you know, the best in the NFL, particularly to close the season. If the Niners ultimately have a chance in the playoffs, it's because of their defense. And Nick Bosa, by the way, has the counting stats. Uh, it's pretty impressive that he's been he, he's here, even having missed a couple of games early in the season with injury. So like it's if you go kind of by rates, his his pressures, his sacks are even more impressive. Um, yeah. But uh, he is carrying the best defense in the NFL 
from, uh, you know, just from an outsider's perspective. And so for those reasons, he's now the favorite. Um, I don't know what Parsons can do to get back into this race. I don't think he can realistically flip favorite over Bosa unless he finishes with two, three sacks per game coming down the home stretch here. A big potential high leverage moment was the game against the Eagles. If he goes into that game and shuts down a live Eagles team with their starting quarterback hurts, then now I'm listening. Now Parsons yeah. is live. But, you know, I don't know that he's going to get the credit for the Dallas defense turning it around against the backup quarterback. Uh, still remains to be seen who else the Eagles hold out of that game. I don't know if you really put guys like, you know, A.J. Brown, who's a an injury risk. I don't know if you put guys like Lane Johnson, who's dealing with injuries. Those guys may get the day off. Um, looks like they've activated Dallas Goddard, so they're not completely going to punt on this game. Um, but certainly there could be other players that miss here for the Eagles. And if they're on the offensive side of the ball, then that takes even a little bit more steam away from Parsons getting the credit and being able to flip Nick Bosa. And then on the flip side, Nick Bosa's schedule coming down the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Rocking chair easy. He is going to be able to continue to compile stats. He may get into the high teens here from a sacks counting standpoint. His pressures are all very meaningful if you watch their game. So I agree with this market. I think it's only going one way. Uh, and uh, the only thing that could realistically change is if Parsons compiles stats. So let's assume you're not invested in this market at all, but you like the idea of Parsons being able to close the gap. Go find some sack props. Bet him sacks over every game. He could still hit all of those sacks overs and not get the award just because the Niners defense is perceived as so incredible. So that's my general read on that market. Does all that check out to you or do you think there is a case to be made for Parsons at this price? I think we should take that entire breakdown and put that all (laughs) over the websites that we can, to be honest. I agree with you. I feel like Hertz being the MVP favorite for a while is because of his team so well, doing so well. And now Bosa kind of gets that in his favor over the Cowboys. And you said that rocking chair lineup that they face down the stretch. I mean, it's Washington, Las Vegas, and Arizona. Sack City for Bosa. I mean, Derek Carr, you're going down. Taylor Heineke, you're going down. Arizona, we don't have to say what's going to happen there. Trace McSorley, you're going down? Uh, I mean, (laughs) they they might sign my boy Terrell Pryor. It's getting so bad in Arizona. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's so bad. But um, (laughs) one quick stat and then a viewer question here. So that, uh, that stat for the Packers plus five and a half. Yeah. So five and a half is obviously a very tempting spot for a home favorite because mm-hmm. uh, you need them by a touchdown, Drew. So Johnny calls it the Royal Mint spot. Johnny's our producer. Since this is our last year, 14 and five ATS, 10, eight and one straight up. Wow. Our five and a half road dogs in the NFL. Christmas in Miami. Sounds like a party for Green Bay. All right. Our viewer <laughs> question is on Christian Watson in this offensive rookie of the year race. Uh, Drew? Obviously, we like the pack. Go, pack, go for the seventh seed. I yeah. mean, how's the value on Christian Watson then? Uh, so the there are people out there that have a dead read on the offensive rookie of the year market. They are not me. <laughs> I have yeah. yet to make a plus EV bet in this market in the entire cycle so far. I looked at the board preseason and I'm like, throw a dart. It could be any of those guys. Uh, I mean, Garrett Wilson was the most likely guy for sure in my mind coming into uh, the Mike White experience, getting rugged for Zach Wilson was very, very bad for Garrett Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson is not going to all of a sudden figure it out. We know that now. He went up against the Lions defense and was airmailing passes and is playing with zero confidence. I do not think he turns the ship around anytime soon. And you can see the visible frustration with Garrett Wilson on a bunch of those plays where he created space and was wide open and should have been able to basically put this award away last week. Uh, I think the door is open for someone to steal it. 
Christian Watson doesn't have quite enough volume over the balance of the season to warrant it. Um, at least, you know, from what I look at, just kind of the the overall counting stats, like his yardage, his receptions are way, 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 way off the top two guys in this market in Wilson and Olave. And, you know, so I think realistically, he needs to have some absolute blow up games at the same time that the Packers storm their way into the seventh seed. So are those two things, you know, is there a correlation there? Yes. Uh, are you better off just playing a same game parlay with Packers money line and Christian Watson yards over than taking plus 800? In my opinion, you are. I think realistically, Watson, again, kind of in the same concept of, uh, you know, Micah Parsons could blow up, have sacks every every game on the way in and still not win. Christian Watson could have 150 yards a game the next three games as the Packers play their way into the seventh seed and still not win. Like that's possible. Uh, so I think choosing another avenue to try to capture value is is probably the better play. But again, like going back to the top, I have not made a good bet in this market all season. So I'm really not the one to say <laughs> one way or the other who's going to ultimately win. I mean, this market's flipped favorites for a lot this season. It's been all over the place. I mean, Kenny Pickett was... <laughs> a favorite a couple of times this year. We're laughing at that one now. Uh, but I, I do like your take on Watson. I don't know if I'd be running to the window on him, but he yeah. has had 46 or more yards in five straight games. That The last game last night was his first time in five games not scoring a touchdown. And, of course, he had seven touchdowns over four games. So, I mean, you know, the well or the oil is running hot or whatever they say, uh, you know, but I don't think Christian Watson should be – we should be running to the window on him whatsoever yet. Um, real quick, Drew, did you bet the Patriots or the Raiders this weekend? You bet <laughs> I had some contest picks on the Patriots, but no actual skin in that game. But I had actual skin. Did, did on right. the Raiders, hopefully? Yeah, on the Patriots. On oh, the Patriots. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. I did, yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. I just want to see if you were on the Raiders and I had to learn something, but nothing to learn. No, there. no, the Raiders right. were not the right side in that game. No way. No way. All that that said, uh, the warning signs were there that the Patriots offense was going to do something stupid. I mean, Matt Patricia is still at the helm. Uh, so, you know, the idea yeah. that they were going to, you know, specifically play their way out of that game, let alone make the game losing play when OT was you know, almost a certainty. I can't remember a loss that bad in all my years watching the NFL. I mean, who knows? Mac Jones might have scrambled 50 yards, took it to the crib. That's <laughs> Meyer style. Anyways, on to bull season. But right before that, make sure you guys go ahead and download the Roto World app. Receive breaking news all season long on your favorite players. Make sure you guys go ahead and take your phones right now on that screen. Yeah. If you're watching live, you could scan it. It goes right to your phone. You download it. But latest injury updates, player news, much more right there for you guys. Go ahead and get that wherever you get your apps. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. <sighs> Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now, download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango, it's your ticket to the movies. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. Saka leaves his calling card. And the hope 
of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. As I said, it's bowl season. We got an article on the website listing every single pick uh, from four different people for bowl season, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, I will not brag about my picks, but there are two people on there that are six and three. Uh, Eastern Michigan and San Jose State are playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, if it was up to me, Drew, these teams would have to they'd pick the coach and the captain. After the game, you'd pick the other mascot with famous Idaho Potatoes as the champions that would be their prize for the game but they don't have anything cool like the duke mayo's bull going on after but i do like the favorite here in san jose state any of your sharp friends on san jose state at all uh i have seen a little bit of action here but um i will be completely honest with you there was excitement about bowl season before it started because yeah. we got a lot of good inside information on quarterbacks and players not playing it has yeah. gone very poorly for the market makers betting college bowls so far. Uh, Saturday was especially bad. <laughs> and I think that has scared a lot of people off from getting you know too excited about any of these matchups. These are glorified exhibition games now. Uh, and yeah. for those reasons, like 
yeah, people are still dabbling. There may be people out there who really have a, a solid read on, you know, every single player who's taking the field for these teams and the motivations and the coaching and all of that that are still able to win. Um, but even the sharpest college football players that I know and talk to and get, uh, you know, get looks from, uh, they are, they seemingly ready to close the book on the season. So uh, it's been, you know, play some pools, you know, make every pick in every game just so you have a little bit of, uh, you know, skin, not actual kind of big time swings financially at stake in any of these at this point. Um, but I would say among the uh, people that I listen to closely, uh, it's about a three to one uh, sides on San Jose State over Eastern Michigan here. I don't think being in the dead zone here between three and six is all that critical. San Jose State either shows up and takes care of business or, uh, you know, they could potentially lose this one outright. Um, so. Yeah, Spartans are pass. Yeah, Eastern Michigan hasn't been the best bowl team either. Uh, that's just one thing. A lot of people like looking at bowl stats and how these teams have been historically. Obviously, the past few seasons, it's been a madhouse with all these opt-outs, coaching changes, NFL draft opt-ins. Uh, but Eastern Michigan and San Jose State, two teams that don't get affected by that as much. But EMU, 0-4 uh, in their last four bowl games, uh, dating back to 2016. Uh, and they have one stat, though, that I really, really cannot back, no matter who you are. They are ranked 128th out of 132 teams in red zone defense. Uh, there have been 46 red zone attempts on them, 43 touchdowns, or 43 scores in general. So that's a 93%, 93% rate. Uh, San Jose State's defense, they are sixth in the country in red zone defense uh, and 26 overall in total defense. So uh, I'm going to keep it simple, stupid. I took San Jose State minus three and a half. Um, I haven't had the best bowl season, but we've had much better luck taking player props because that's when the opt-outs, in my opinion, really matter, Drew. Um, you know, we thought SMU really mattered when Jaron Hall for BYU set out, but BYU wins. Um, so, you know, you do get caught in some games like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, another game that I really do like, and uh, the roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl between Liberty and Toledo. I was going to make fun of this bull and say, how come NBC Sports doesn't have a bull, but roofclaim.com does? But <laughs> when I checked it out, roofclaim.com actually is pretty cool. Uh, after Hurricane Ira, Ira, Ida, they're doing all the repairs down in Florida. So actually, uh, really cool. And this bull game is in Florida. Toledo Liberty. Toledo laying three and a half. Teams look very similar identically statistically, but Liberty down the stretch. 0-3 ATS, 0-3 on the money line. They were fa heavy favorites, double-digit favorites in all three games, but they had quarterback issues playing a second- and third-string quarterback. Now those QBs have had, you know, two, three weeks under center, time to practice, prepare for the bowl game. Makes me like Liberty here. I did play them a little bit at plus five. It's now down to three and a half. Uh, you know, there might still be some value on the flame, but I don't know if I'd be telling people to run to the window here, Drew. What are you thinking? Yeah, I agree with that general sentiment. Um, Liberty, to me at least, looks to be one of the most impacted by transfer portal, by yeah. coaching change. Uh, and, oh, by the way, Liberty was not good down the stretch. They had some absolute stinkers. It's not the same team that had kind of magic the last couple of seasons. Um, and, uh, you know, I think realistically, you know, if you're not playing well to close your season and then everybody's ready to jump ship, 
I mean, I don't know how you get up for this game. Um, Toledo, on the other hand, they may even get a little bit of crowd support. Uh, the Mac travels pretty well, uh, and particularly games in Florida. So uh, you may see, um, you know, you may see some Rockets fans in uh, in serious uh, numbers down in Boca Raton. Um, it's uh, it looks to be a little bit of a tricky weather game. I know the wind is only called for twelve, but I've seen some forecasts that are a little bit higher. And uh, you know, I think neither of these teams is really going to be able to air it out anyway. Um, yeah. But that does again lean into a little bit of a look for the under and a smaller. Um, you know, I, I would say a small, smaller positive edge uh, on uh, Toledo here. So I get the line move. It's already, you know, it's come out from uh, the opener of one uh, and some spots out to four, four and a half. Uh, and I think that's right. Um, this would, in my opinion, this is not coming back to three. You're stuck in the dead zone here, hoping that, uh, you know, Toledo runs away with it. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I grabbed Toledo or Liberty at plus five at its highest point, and I saw the spread. Now, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more, it might be more of a Liberty play, uh, especially when the coaching change happens, you don't know how teams are going to react. I mean, we saw how, uh, how North Texas reacted. They played a lot better and more inspired. Maybe Liberty can get that after Hugh Freeze goes to Auburn. Uh, they got a DC coming in now, stepping up to be the coach. So it's going to be an interesting game for sure. But if Toledo's got some crowd support down there, like Drew said, I mean, that might be a little edge here. Uh, PFF certainly shows a significant edge to Toledo. Oh. Rating them 68.5, Liberty 52.9 with all the guys they have. And as we said, Liberty's quarterbacks uh, have not been the same people, They've, the same guy they started the season with, Charlie Brewer. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll agree. Lib- uh, Toledo is the side. Fade me in our uh, RBC pool, <laughs> Liberty plus five. Uh, R plus L carriers, New Orleans, Bowl, New Orleans, Bowl, Western Kentucky, South Alabama. Drew, you, do you know that South Alabama joined the FBS – uh, I want to say about 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, they've never won a bowl game in FBS play yet. They've been to a couple, but they've never won. And here they are laying points to the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Any read on this game in general? Yeah, the under looks like a play. Um, you have an elite <laughs> rushing. Like you have an elite rushing attack for the uh, Hilltoppers going up against the strength of South Alabama's entire team, which is their rushing defense. Uh, we kind of talked about this when we sort of set up the bowl, um, just handicapping one one four bowls. You can basically just kind of zero in on, you know, the running games because that's more stable between regular season and bowls than anything that's going on in the passing game, just because of yeah. the, you know, changing personnel because of the, uh, uh, the extra time to kind of tweak uh, the run, you know, the passing game between the regular season and the bowls, you sometimes get great results. Uh, and sometimes in the case of like a wazoo, get horrific results. Um, that said, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, this looks like strength on strength for the key matchup, uh, which should keep South Alabama in this one. Um, I'm surprised that South Alabama is four and a half point favorites. Uh, this to me would, I would have guessed this was like a pick ish type of game. So potentially there's something going on with the new Orleans bowl that I didn't get the, I didn't get the mail on, uh, in in terms of player availability here, I know that uh, uh, our PFF friends think that this is, you know, a little bit of a, a, an aggressive price for South Alabama. It should probably be inside of three. Uh, and that's basically where I stood as I kind of look at my, um, you know, com- compare notes here with what uh, PFF is posting. Yeah, three out of four of us in our pool took Western Kentucky plus four and a half. I don't know if that's good news or bad news, but South Alabama did close the season when it was a five straight, eight of the last nine. WKU won three of their past four. Uh, so one stat I did stand out to me was Western Kentucky's against the spread record versus winning teams this year, 4-0 ATS. 
um, that did stand out to me, something that I don't think should be, you know, passed upon. South Alabama, don't know if they should be laying as many points. Uh, as you said, though, it's a kind of a dead zone here. And they were five and five ATS's favorites. They were favorites in almost every single game they played this year. Uh, so I feel like this could be a correctly priced game. Not a lot of opt-outs here. Not a lot of value. But um, we should have a prop on this game uh, in our group chat. We were talking about it. So once they drop, mm. make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mm. Uh, we should have something good for you guys. So uh, any other look-ahead slots for bull season at all, Drew? I am on Air Force. Uh, you know, the service academies. 13-3 ATS in their last 16 bowl games. Sign me up. Everyone wants to bet Baylor. I'll take Air Force. Yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, it is the Armed Forces Bowl after all. Uh, and in general, you never have to worry about motivation when it comes to the uh, to the academies. Uh, they're going to come up. They're going to come and give you 100%. doesn't matter who the opponent is. doesn't matter uh, what the matchup looks like. That's, uh, that's sort of the way they treat those games. So that's a fun one. I'll ride with you on Air Force there. I didn't have any action in that one. And oh, by the way, Air Force's rushing statistics are elite, elite, <laughs> elite, elite. Yeah. This, is, this team is almost getting six yards per attempt, which is, it seems impossible. Now, Baylor's run defense is fine it's not their absolute uh you know strength but um it uh this definitely puts air force in the mix and i get the total being down at 43 kind of suggests that you might have a shortened game here just because of how much rushing there's gonna be uh not a lot of clock stoppages well i feel dumb because i took air force plus five and a half i only took the under 48 for half a unit drew (laughs) for half a unit good well Uh, that was good play I mean, not good enough. Not big enough, I should say. It was a good play, but not big enough of a play. All right. Well, Air Force and the Armed Forces Bowl uh, sounds like a no-sweat bet to me, ladies and gentlemen. Just a reminder, if you guys don't have the NBC Sports Printer app, go download it now. The contests are free, easy to play. You get to win thousands. Bowl season, Premier League, and Sunday night, seven. This one is on Christmas. All right. So after you eat with your family, you're laying there. You got your belt unbuckled. You got your stomach out. Just go ahead, download the app if you don't have it already. 100K up for grabs for free. Bucks and Cardinals. Sunday Night 7, NBC Sports Predictor app. It's going to be a good one. Hoping Tom Brady pulls it out, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Cardinals dub. It's Christmas. We want some money line action. All right. NBA, Drew. Grizzlies Nuggets headlines the NBA. John Moran, Nikola Jokic. We got a big slate. What do you think in this game overall? We see a total at 233 and a half. Makes me want to bet some John Miranda Jokic props. As I said, you're doing the dirty work today in the NBA. Yeah, this one is dead even in terms of uh, matchup as far as I make it. You have your number one and number two seeds, rightfully so, in the Western Conference. These aren't uh, a product of soft schedule. These aren't a product of light travel. These are the two best teams as currently rostered in the Western Conference. Uh, so it's an exciting matchup. And if you're looking at the market and saying, wait, if there's not much separation between these two teams, why is Memphis on the road laying one and a half? This is flipped favorite here where uh, the Grizzlies are now uh, you know, meaningful favorites. And in, in Denver, uh, altitude will be a factor. Memphis, though, is not tired. Memphis has had a very light schedule of late so they are coming in with relatively fresh legs would not expect altitude to be much of an issue unless this game goes to like overtime or something um but that said uh that memphis does come in slightly um healthier the only meaningful piece missing is desmond bain he remains out with the 
big toe sprain. Uh, I can kind of not really wrap my head around how long he has missed and how serious this injury must be because Desmond Bain has, he made such a huge leap forward at the beginning of the season. And then uh, just, you know, it's, it's been tough to see him miss this basically entire middle, you know, month and a half here. Um, but the Denver Nuggets are not coming in especially healthy. Uh, the most important player on the court for them, Nikola Jokic, is probable. He has a right knee contusion. I think obviously he plays, but he's definitely, you know, some potential that he is not 100% in terms of his you know, movement and mobility. Uh, and the entire offense runs through him. Uh, the other key players with questionable tags here are Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Either of those guys miss, and this is, you know, probably going to move even more in favor of Memphis. Memphis is deep. Memphis is young. They are going to be live in this game for sure. And if I had to make any play, I'm holding my nose and playing an under. 234 is really, really, really high. And Memphis has a kind of a funny signature. Like you look at their offensive rating, you look at their net rating, you look at some of their you know results. When they are comfortably in control of a game, they pour it on. Like they can get you into the 130s pretty, you know, without really, you know, you know, you know, uh, pushing especially hard uh, when they are well ahead in a game. They're so good in transition. Uh, they have so many ways to hurt you with their bench that they really only get these, you know, super duper elite offensive statistics when they are, you know, winning with margin. So the flip side is true to a degree when they are in closer games, when there are some back and forth, we do see uh, a trend to the under. And so I think at this very robust 234, the potential that some of the important offensive pieces for the Nuggets in terms of Murray and KCP may miss, uh, this looks like an under 234 to me or pass entirely on the game. But I think you got to watch either way. This is potentially a playoff matchup. This could be your Western Conference Finals. I think you want to know how these two teams match up against each other generally uh, and what you know what schemes each of these very, very smart coaches tries to utilize to uh, attack the opponent. That's going to be important to kind of keep mental notes, if not actual physical notes, uh, for the playoffs. So uh, important game to watch. Yeah, the Grizzlies, Holtz I love what I've been yeah. seeing on them. Yeah, buying some value into the Western Conference odds. Yeah. I wouldn't talk anyone off of that. Uh, you know, I got the John Morant MVP ticket. I pretty much considered that, but I would love them to bring it back in here. Uh, but the reason why that total is so high, Drew, is in the last three games, the two highest-paced teams in the NBA are the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. Um, so, But defensive rating-wise, the Grizzlies are ranked third, Nuggets are 15th. Um, and if Jokic or any of those guys are able to go, I think your underlook is definitely going to drop a few points. Grizzlies, Garotic, a few points, so... Early looks, early advice based before injury reports are Grizzlies in the under. Best piece of advice. Um, I have two looks. One of them is because I'm a Bulls fan, and I'm okay. not for longer. I think I'm switching <laughs> the Celtics fan. Uh, Celtics <laughs> slash Magic, because uh, I did get the Magic at 80 to 1, not that 120 to 1 you guys got. Uh, so, I mean, the Bulls are taking on the Miami Heat. They have looked dreadful, dreadful their past three games. The Minnesota Timberwolves put up 150 piece on these boys. Uh, the Bulls ranked dead last in the NBA in the last three games over defensive net rating. Uh, your Miami Heat at one point, not anymore, Drew, are laying four and a half or five. I mean, you got to be telling me we got to fade the Bulls down in Miami, I'm hoping. And then there's one prop I want to run by you that really stands out to me today. That's Bradley Bill. His prop's in at 22 and a half and 23 and a half points against the Suns. The Suns are seven point favorites, which kind of shocked me. But Bradley Bill, in his last nine games against the Suns, has scored 26 or more points every single time. 26, 34, 35, 28, and 40 in the last five. Um, 
Am I missing something in any of these games? He only <laughs> laying four and a half. Bill, 22 and a half. Like, what's up? I mean, it does feel a little low for the Heat. Uh, and there's no rest advantage really one way or the other there. The Heat have been playing, you know, they've been playing well lately. If you just look at their win-loss. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that three of those wins, oh, my God. They yeah. all should have been, could have been. Why weren't they losses? I mean, it would have helped everyone who loves the Magic to see them lose those games, and they managed to eke out some very, very hard-fought wins. That may be some of the reason that this is a lower total, you know, a lower side here, where people are just expecting the Heat to play with their food a little bit and try to get a, a win late. Um, you know, certainly Tyler Hero has been performing really well offensively lately. The uh, entire rest of the uh, uh, squad, though, has been very hit or miss, and particularly just player availability in general. It looks like Jimmy Butler's going to go. Um, it looks like uh, we're probably not going to see Kyle Lowry, which is, you know, that's not really mattering much. He's well, well past his prime. Um, yeah. So the Heat are coming in pretty, pretty uh, full strength at this one. And the Bulls, as you mentioned, are a very tough handicap. They might be the one of the five worst teams in the league. They apparently right now, can. Yeah. yeah, like they're just they're not, you know, Billy Donovan doesn't really have a good grasp of how to utilize his guys. Everybody doesn't really feel like they like playing with each other very much. Um, I don't really know how to explain the regression you've seen from uh, Zach Levine. I mean, that guy is on a milk carton. Um, <laughs> it's uh, It's been a, a weird season for the Bulls, and I hope they get the win, but I can't play that game. The Suns and the Wizards, on the other hand, I think the Wizards are a bet. I think the Bradley seven. Beal, you know, certainly the Wizards generally are kind of in the middle of a grind part of their season. They haven't won in freaking forever. They almost, almost, almost beat the Lakers on Sunday. I don't know if you stayed up and saw the end of that one, but it was a very, very close game. Uh, Bradley Beal is, in my opinion, you know, he's missed enough time and he's rested enough that he should be sharp in this one. I like your look on his points over, um, but even better, I like the uh, uh, Wizards to cover the seven. Uh, I know this has moved a decent amount. It opened in the, you know, you could have gotten eight. Um, let's see. Yeah, you couldn't have gotten eight and a half. But you could have gotten eight earlier. Seven and a half still available, though, at a couple of the market making shops. So give me seven and a half points for the Wizards. That's actually my favorite look on the board tonight. Wizards have lost 10 straight games, but they got to snap it sometime, man. I feel like uh, it's definitely going to be coming here soon. And there's still a team that's been covering here or there, grinding here or there. So uh, any other plays you like tonight or Wizards top play? We call it Yeah, today? Wizards top play, and then I sprinkled a little Detroit Pistons money line. Uh, oh. Bad spot for the Jazz. <laughs> if the Jazz show up and win, so be it. Uh, I think the Pistons can get the better of this team in this spot. So uh, looking for uh, the Detroit Pistons to come through for me. Cade Cunningham obviously out for the season, but otherwise they have a pretty full squad. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think they have enough. I, I, I'm just not a believer in the Jazz being very good. Um, and so I think, yeah, Pistons, Pistons aren't very good either, but at home <laughs> catching, you know, plus money on the money line, I, I, I sprinkled a little uh, Pistons. Yeah, when I saw two and a half, I thought that should be more Jazz four and a half. So I feel like they're definitely telling you something about Detroit at their home. I like that game a lot. A little bonus play for you, Drew. I'm on the Catamounts of Vermont. We're bringing them back plus okay. three today, baby. Uh, we also played Virginia on the money line against Miami. And then uh, we're fading Louisville, maybe the worst college basketball team in the entire country. Uh, so those are my three little college hoops plays we're looking at. Parlay, like you get five to one. So go ahead, man. Get some action tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and Drew, all of Drew's breakdowns. Lots of great advice on your futures tickets. Of course, college football today, tomorrow, and then NBA tonight as well. Don't forget to check out the website for more info. Help all you guys out with your wagers. Appreciate you guys watching live on NBC Sports 
YouTube's channel. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, and do the same on the audio version. We'll see you guys tomorrow.